the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam foretold the predicament of his nation in the end of times and the time that we live in was specified by the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam as al-fitnatu rabi'atu the fourth tribulation in fact if you check the work of nuaim bin hamad one of the teachers of al-imam al-bukhari muhammad bin ismail al-bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala nuaim bin hamad he has a book known as al-fitan this book al-fitan compiles over 1000 hadith on ashratu sa'a the signs of the end of times one of the interesting hadith and there are numerous interesting hadith found in that work even though there are many weak hadith in the work but there are many authentic hadith in one particular hadith the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam identifies al fitnatu rabi'atu the fourth tribulation in al fitnatu rabi'atu the fourth tribulation the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam describes the state of some of the individuals in the end of times he states wa yusbihu al mar'u mu'minan wa yusbihu al rajulu mu'minan wa yumsi kafiran that a man would wake up in the morning as a muslim but in the evening he would be a disbeliever this is al fitnatu rabi'ah the fourth tribulation which is described of course these tribulations have been given different names in different ahadith for instance you have fitnatul ahlas where the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam commands the companion radiyallahu ta'ala anhu kun hilsa baytik be the hills of your house hills is the singular of a saddle cloth or a cloth that is placed on in in modern jargon a sofa or a a, a chair for sitting on a cloth that is placed this is referred to as hills the tribulation that occurs in that time is referred to as fitnatul ahlas the tribulation of the saddle cloths literally but what does that entail it entails that an individual at that time stays at home where the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam said walzam baytak stay in your homes and of course that fitnatul ahlas has passed us by the tribulation that we live in now al fitnatul rabi'ah these tribulations have different names like al umya that tribulation which will blind people al duhaima these are the ascriptions given to the tribulation the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam said in that tribulation an individual will wake up as a muslim and in the evening be a disbeliever of course this refers to the fitna prior to ad dajjal the deceiver that the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam said that the fitan the tribulations shall fall on the hearts kal hasiri udan udan they shall fall on the hearts like a mat 
which is made of straws, the way a mat was made by the hands with straws, you can never have a mat without individual straws. But fit and tribulations shall occur. Udan, Udan. One tribulation after a, another tribulation until the hearts will be divided in two camps. One will be the camp of a Dajjal and the other will be the camp that will follow Al-Imam Al-Mahdi But in Al-Fitnatu Rabi'atu the description is that a believer will wake up as a believer. In the evening he will be a disbeliever. This entails rejection of those things which are ma'loom fi dini bi known in religion by necessity. Those things which are known in our religion by necessity, like what? Like alcohol is prohibited in Islam. Anyone who permits alcohol commits disbelief. But in the day and age that we live in, Ayamul Fitan, where the, the days of tribulation, where the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam said, Al-Qabidu ala deenihi kal-Qabidi ala al-Jamar. The one who grasps onto his religion is like the one who grasps onto a hot ember or a coal. In fact, Al-Imam Badruddin al-Hassani, rahimahullah ta'ala, the mujaddid of the previous century, he was asked, do we live in the time where a person is grasping onto the religion like a hot ember, a coal, or where <clears throat> in one hadith, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, the one who acts on the religion will receive 10 times, if he acts on one ninth, one tenth of the religion, he will receive the entire reward of those people who acted on all tenths of the religion in the time of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Al-Imam Badruddin al-Hassani rahimahullah ta'ala responded by saying, we do not live in the time where grasping onto the religion is like grasping onto a hot ember. We do not live in that time. We live in the time where a man, an individual, will wake up as a Muslim, but in the evening he will be a disbeliever. And in one hadith, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam said, يَبِيعُ الرَّجُلُ دِينَهُ بِعَرَضٍ مِّنَ الدُّنْيَا A man will sell away his religion with something meager of a worldly thing. بِعَرَضٍ مِّنَ الدُّنْيَا Something short-lived from worldly things. Meaning, why will people come out with disbelief or, or opinions that are disbelief for dunya? Meaning, if someone believes something which is explicitly haram, prohibited by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and a, a person permits that action, he is only permitting that for something meager, a reward of a worldly nature, something which is short-lived. If someone attempts to change tenets of faith today, or attempts to change those legal rulings of Al-Quran Al-Kareem, or the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi wa Wasallam that are explicit in their nature, they dunya. A man will sell his religion with something meager of a worldly nature. <clears throat> and this is the type of disbelief that occurs in Al Fitnatu Rabi'atu in the fourth tribulation, which is the time that we live in. Al Fitnatu Al Duhayma Al Umya, the blind tribulation. 
that people will sell their religion for something meager. But what else will occur aside from fitan, tribulations, tribulations when Sayyiduna Hudayfa, Hudayfa ibn Yaman radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when he was asked regarding the tribulations, Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu asked regarding the tribulations, Sayyiduna Hudayfa said, there is fitna in the wealth of a man, the wife of a man, the family of a man. Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu anhu said, I am not questioning you regarding that fitna because that tribulation existed in every time. Meaning pious men were tested with impious women. Likewise, pious women were tested by impious men. And this is a fitna. The wife of Fir'aun was a believer. Likewise, the wife of Lut was a disbeliever. Fitna of wealth was in every time where Qarun, he, some say he learned the science of alchemy and was able to convert metal into gold. However, he acquired his wealth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him that wealth. But he went through the tribulation of wealth. So Sayyiduna Hudayfa radiallahu anhu was questioned regarding fitna. Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu anhu said no. I ask you regarding a specific fitna that will be that fitna, that tribulation that will be like the waves of the sea. And Sayyiduna Hudayfa anhu responded by saying that you have nothing to worry about regarding that fitna because that fitna has a door that will stop and bar that fitna. Of course, the door was whom? Sayyiduna Umar anhu himself. This hadith tells us that fitan tribulations are numerous types but there is a tribulation on the belief of an individual in today's day and age we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to the first jahiliya al-ula means first does this indicate that there is a second time of ignorance it refers to the second time of ignorance that shall occur in Akhirul Zaman, in the end of times. In one hadith, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the Sunan that inni imra'un maqboodun, I am an individual who will be taken, wa yuqbadul ilmu, and knowledge shall be taken. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam exhorts, encourages us to learn ilmul faraid, which is inheritance laws, saying, that it is it is the first knowledge that shall be taken someone questioned me regarding this they said if we are living in the end of times ilmul faraid is muntashir it is scattered throughout the world there are people who know ilmul faraid i responded by saying to him if you had read the other hadith of the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the first knowledge that the first knowledge that shall be taken away is al-khushu' fi salah which is what humility in prayer this is the first knowledge so he said is there not a clash between the two hadith i said no the first hadith regarding ilmul faraid inheritance laws refers to ilm zahir the apparent knowledge 
the laws of fiqh which are apparent for everyone to learn from books and ulama from scholars from the chests of scholars of course knowledge is firstly taken from ulama man ya'khudh al-'ilm min al-kutub fa 'ilmuhu 'inda ahli al-'ilm kal-'adami wa man ya'khudh al-'ilm min al-mashayikh fa 'ilmuhu 'inda ahli al-'ilm mu'tabari that whoever takes knowledge from books alone then his knowledge according to the people of knowledge is not reliable whoever takes his knowledge from mashayikh from ulama his knowledge according to the people of knowledge is reliable but this is ilmul fiqh the first part aspect of ilmul fiqh which will disappear is ilmul faraid but this will occur after the time of al-imam al-mahdi and the time of sayyiduna isa alayhi salam but khushu' fi salah is referring to the inward that the purification of the heart which is in reference to ilmul ihsan ilmul ihsan the state of perfection also known as tazkiyah purification also known as tasawwuf this will be the first knowledge to be taken away that you will not even find rajul khashi' someone who is humble in his prayer when he prays meaning look at the states of our prayers today you will notice when you go into the masjid they do not even straighten the rows the rows are not straightened the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam warned regarding this saying that if you do not straighten the rows allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall make your heart crooked likewise if you leave gaps in the rows the shaitan enters enters the rows yatakhallal he enters the rows and he sows discord in the hearts of the believers look at the amount of friction and discord we have how do we resolve discord we resolve discord by telling the believers to straighten the rows in prayer by telling the believers to ensure that the gaps in the prayer are filled that before you start the prayer ensure that the shoulders are touching one another your shoulder must touch the shoulder of the person on your right and the shoulder on your left when i entered the salatul asr the late noon prayer here i noticed there was a gap in the middle in the back row why was there a gap because they've left out a a white map mat a sheet for the guests to walk on but the people entering would have thought we are not permitted to pray on this mat so they left a huge gap in the middle of the row meaning leaving out an emphasized sunnah of the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam if you observe such a gap in the prayer in the jamaah in the congregation it is an obligation on you to take small steps toward the middle of the row and fill the gaps and ensure that the shoulders are touching one another likewise if you observe a gap in the row in front of you you take two steps forward and you fill the gap and if there is a gap towards the center point of the congregation you ensure that the gaps are filled by taking small steps side steps this is something neglected that even the people who lead the prayer the imams the aimmatul masajid they should emphasize the making the row straight as well as joining the shoulders and not leaving any gaps in fact they should not even start the prayer until all the rows are filled and on friday sermons they should instill this lesson on the in the hearts of the people otherwise what will happen discord will happen in the masajid hatred will occur amongst the muslims and this has happened this is also 
min ashrati sa'a from the signs of the end of times so al-fitnatu rabi'atu this al-fitnatu rabi'ah this is one description that a person shall abandon those things known in religion by necessity like this initials that they have lgbt which is lesbians gays bisexuals transsexuals and they also add q which is queers they may add additional things and the conflation of saying lgbt rights and at the same time saying islam is a homophobic religion how as muslims do we counter this tribulation firstly we make it clear that in our religion homosexual acts and lesbian acts are impermissible for a muslim to perform how is this conflated with something which is known as homophobia homophobia is hatred of a person because of his actions these are two different things meaning a person can drink alcohol but we do not hate the person we are prohibited from drinking alcohol in our religion so when people are confronted with this issue they should mention meaning young children when they are confronted by this issue in schools and college they should be vocal in asking certain questions one of those questions is what is the scientific foundation of saying that children are born with homosexual inclinations you will find that this is found and based upon the kinsey report now the kinsey report which was formulated in the 1930s is not scientific research this is something children should ask in school and college if the modern anglo western civilization claims that it is rooted in freedom of thought and freedom of speech and in precision in thinking and deep thinking then the question regarding this should not be blotted out in classrooms the question regarding this should not be treated in an Orwellian fashion in fact the children should be encouraged we as Muslims can encourage them to question the Kinsey report additional to that what are the harms of such relationships do they tell you that males who perform this action they will eventually have something known as the male tampax where a man wears a tampax meaning a nappy and some of them are unable to control their bowels that they wake up in the morning and they their bowels have been emptied on the bed on the bed meaning do they tell you this in school these are additional things that should be taught in schools also meaning if you attempt to carry out a chinese communist mousy sung style brainwashing program in fact the, the term brainwashing was coined in communist china uh, by the americans regarding communist china if you do not shy away from teaching them this in the classrooms then additional to this you should teach them our counter arguments regarding the fact that no child is born with sexual inc inclinations children are not born with sexuality young men and young women grow into sexuality so that there is a brainwashing program now making young people at the uh, at the age of five becoming confused regarding their gender so some of them 
have concocted over 70 different types of genders. This is confusion. And this is one of the confusions in Akhirul Zaman. One of the confusions that shall occur in the end of times. That people shall be confused regarding first things, first issues. Regarding daruriyat, essential aspects of our religion. Uh, if you taught the young children regarding the STDs, sexually transmitted diseases that are caused by certain sexual acts which are prohibited in Islam, then many of those young people will be deterred from those actions. If they taught in the classroom the harms of homosexuality, additional to that, the harms of lesbianism, additional to that, the harms of certain sexual acts which are prohibited in Islam, many people, many young people will not grow into such inclinations. This is the correct teachings of Islam and there is a shameful aspect regarding Muslim MPs, ministers of parliament, that we have around 15 ministers of parliament, some of them who utilize their religion in order to be voted, some of them. Some of them may, some of these people who stand up for elections may even use the headscarf or other signs of Islam in order to win the Muslim vote. But none of them represented the Muslim opinion except that we had non-Muslim MPs like Raja Gadsif in Birmingham who spoke on behalf of the Muslims. Meaning Raja Gadsif is a non-Muslim but he spoke on behalf of Muslim parents, but Muslim MPs and Muslim councillors refuse to voice the concerns of the Muslims. So this is one of the meanings of that an individual will awake in the morning as a Muslim and in the evening he will become a disbeliever. One wording of the hadith, yushiku and yahsira. And the word yushiku means, meaning the word washk, which is made, which is, has been constructed in modern day Turkey. The dam is being utilized by Turkey in order to restrict much of the water of the Euphrates River. The conclusion of al-fitna to rabi'atu, we may even observe in our lifetimes. Meaning, the younger children may observe the conclusion of al-fitna to rabi'atu the elder individuals we do not know whether they will they should thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they will die before the conclusion of al-fitna to rabi'ah but the new generation shall face catastrophes and al-fitan and tribulations how do we come out of these tribulations sayyiduna ali radiyallahu ta'ala anhu reports in as narrated in al-jami' of al-imam Muhammad bin Isa bin Sawra al-Tirmidhi rahimahullah ta'ala who passed away in the year 279 in his al-jami' Sayyiduna Ali radiallahu anhu narrates satakunu fitnatun that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said a fitna, a tribulation shall occur they asked and inquired mal makhraju minha what is the exit point from fitna from this particular tribulation the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Kitabullah, meaning the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fihi khabru ma qablakum. In Al-Quran al-Kareem is the reports of what occurred before you. Meaning, if you check Al-Quran al-Kareem, 
Al-Quran Al-Kareem tells us regarding the Ark of Nuh salam, its preservation in today was foretold in Al-Quran Al-Kareem. وَقِيلَ يَا أَرْضُ بْلَعِ مَاءَكِ وَيَا سَمَاءُ أَقْلِعِ وَغِيضَ الْمَاءُ وَقُضِيَ الْأَمْرُ وَاسْتَوَتْ عَلَى الْجُودِي That the Ark of Nuh landed on the Mount Al-Judi. This Al-Judi is located near the Ararat Mountains. Ararat Mountains are in modern-day Turkey. The Bible mentions Ararat Mountains, but the Quran specified Al-Judi specifically. And today, from the 1960s, when the Turks were mapping out geographically the location, they found the location of the Ark of Nuh The Quran told us this. Likewise, the body of Fir'aun, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us regarding Fir'aun, that we shall save you, bibadanika, with your body. Why? In order that you be ayah, a sign for those who come after you. We know in the 1800s, the body of Fir'aun was preserved. Fihi khabru ma qablakum. In Al-Quran Al-Kareem is the khabr, the reports of what came before you. Wa fihi nab'u ma ba'dakum. And in it is the reports of what shall occur after you. This hadith of Sayyiduna Ali radiallahu anhu is a long hadith. Inshallah. Yar zinda, suhbat baqi. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives life and we are able to congregate again, a detailed exposition of this hadith will be given. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم وأتوب إليه